BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And in three, <laughs> two, one. ABC 7 Eyewitness News presents Vote 2022. That was last week. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to refresh my clips here. Hold on a second. Glass bottle. Okay. <laughs> Got glass bottle there. All right. We're good. All right, everybody. Your Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, what a week. For Friday, June 10th is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. When I first moved to Chicago, the Chicago Reader, that was the first thing I grabbed. I loved it. Checking out the uh, concerts and events. Little did I know there was some hippie a few pages over (laughs) ranting like a madman. I had no clue about that. I really liked the concerts and events. It was really cool. And hey, live events are coming back. So Chicago Reader has those live events. ChicagoReader.com. And hey, check out the columns for Ben Jarofsky as well. Tell us about the latest column, a column you're thinking about writing. Just Let's just talk about the Chicago Reader columns for a second, can well, we? Well, I uh, wrote an excellent uh, column, if I must say so myself. Oh, Ben, don't be so modest uh, about Kim Kardashian. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's something I explored in the show uh, with uh, Romana. You know, I'm always obsessed with culture, ladies and gentlemen. I'm obsessed with the fact that Kim Kardashian is as popular as she is. I just want you to think about that, ladies and gentlemen. You come to this show for nourishment and political enlightenment. We discuss all the complex issues of the day, right? Is that what we do? Is that what we do? Hmm. I was trying to find an explanation. I I bring in smart, learned people who go like smoke pipes. That's the pipe. Okay. And they go, well, then, um, you know, blah, blah. Uh, And and then there's Fridays. (laughs) Then there's Fridays. Then there's Fridays. You got to see Dennis, by the way, his hat he's wearing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fishing hat. That's right. I'm going to have a big weekend. Fishing weekend, buddy. You want to go? Put a gun to my head. Oh, my Uh, God. (laughs) I'm not much for fishing, D. Okay. Can I just tell you that? I did it a couple times. Like, this is so boring. And then the bugs bother me, and that's you know. I'm I don't even like boats. Don't get me started. I mean, okay, okay, you can do it off the dock, just like Otis Redis said. But okay, that he wasn't fishing in the song, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know that. Uh, but no, I'm not. No, you go have fun. You look, fishing looks good on you. The hat looks good on you. I'm sure you look great with a fishing pole, but negatory. Are you sure? I mean, come here, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> Practicing. Uh, what was that? Oh, Kim Kardashian. Her influence is oh, yeah. staggering, ladies and gentlemen. So she's got this new uh, line of skincare products that uh, the only person I know who's purchased is Dennis. And her skin is glowing these days since he's been taking that Kim Kardashian skincare products. He's glowing skin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. It's it's glowing so much I'm going to put my sunglasses on. Ooh, everything's cooler now. I actually have been, like, putting lotion on my face lately. Uh, Not Kim Kardashian stuff. I was going to say, yeah, because hers costs, I think it, the total package for is $630. Hello. So then I explore that theme. Are people who pay $630 any different than I was when I spent $8 for Converse All-Stars in 1971? I looked it up, D. It was $8. Chuck Taylor's. 
love Chuck Taylors. In fact, my biggest regret about getting old, there's a lot of regrets. I don't know if this is the <laughs> this biggest, is the biggest one. This is going to be the biggest one. Let's hear I'm this. I'm not sure this is the biggest. Can we edit that out? <laughs> uh, let's uh, revise that. Uh, but among my biggest regrets is my feet are so flat and old, I can't wear uh, Chuck Taylors anymore, D. It hurts. It's like, ouch, ouch, ouch. So I just, whenever I see someone wearing Chuck Taylors, I always go, you look awfully cool in those gym shoes. I saw someone actually, you know, since we're discussing this, I saw someone the other day with the uh, orthopedic version. <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, D, for old people. So they there's more cushion. And you go, Ben, how did you know that was the orthopedic uh, version? Good question. That is a good question. Uh, and because they, they're higher, it's like a lift. It's a lift in the ah, shoe, Dennis. A lift. It's like an okay. older version of that of the Chuck Taylor. It's a Charles Taylor, if you will. Yes, Charles Taylor the Fourth. <laughs> in fact, Charles Taylor the Fourth, I believe, was the rich guy in Gilligan's Island. Look it up. All right. Oh, hey, by the way, oh. Ben, today is the day. It's the last time we're going to read it, so let's just read the whole shebang right now. Did you know that Illinois has an average monthly revenue of over $100 million from recreational cannabis sales? It's true. Did I know that? Well, we've read it like 30 times, maybe 50. <laughs> Why don't you know that? As of 2022, Chicago hosts an impressive 44 cannabis dispensaries. The Windy City is the perfect place for the Illinois Cannabis Convention. It's happening like right now, all right? June 10th, today through 11th, it's brought to you by NECAN. The convention will be the largest gathering of the existing local medical cannabis industry and those getting into the new adult use recreational market. All right, now if you're sitting at home, oh, got nothing to do, oh, you don't know what to do with yourself, I've been there. Listen to this. This is going on this weekend. The convention will showcase more than 100 companies, brands, and product lines. There's also four full programming tracks running each day for medical, business, cultivation, and social justice, featuring dozens of expert speakers, not Ben Jarofsky, with practical knowledge and advice for attendees of all levels of experience. All right. So if you're like I said, if you're at home right now listening to this, got nothing going on this weekend, maybe this is it. All are welcome. Go to Nican.com slash Illinois for all the information. All right. N-E-C-A-N-N dot com slash Illinois for information and to register. Woo! It's Friday, June 10th, and this is the Ben Jaronsky Show's Oh What a Week. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Yeah, hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Not Gonna Talk About It Friday, and here's why. Because I'm not going to talk about it, even though it's in the headlines. It's And what I really want to talk about, I'm obsessed with it. Panel says Trump led attempt to coup. Yes, January 6th mob. They were coming there to hang Mike Pence <laughs> and overturn the election. Intimidate Congress into voting Trump in, even though Trump had lost the election. The first hearing was last night. I'm not going to talk about it, though, because this is, oh, what a week we do local news. But I just want to let you know, folks, I really want to talk about it. But you know what? Sometimes it's good not to talk about what you really want to talk about and talk about other things, because then you learn how much you really want to talk about the other things. And how, like, you never run out of things to talk about, because it's like an endless stream of stuff happening in the universe. So don't worry. Next week, we're a lot of talk about this. When Roy Henderson's already fired up late. He's so fired up over this. When I was done watching that, the I watched. It's another subject I'm not going to talk about today. 
Adam Sandler's new movie, Hustle. Oh, my. How many thumbs do I have? Can I put 10 thumbs up? I only have two thumbs, but I want to put so many thumbs up. I love that movie so much. It was kind of like a basketball Rocky. Kind of like the Rocky movies. Oh, this is a little embarrassing confession to make. They maybe have to edit this one out. I kind of like the Rocky <laughs> No, that last thing, we, we we definitely edited it out, but this thing, uh, no, we'll keep this in. Oh, you edited the last thing? I can't remember. What, I didn't know something I was supposed to know? You edited that out? No, oh, when oops. you did, yeah, you had no clue, though. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to talk about it. Never mind. We oh, edited yeah, it out. It. Yeah, then you got to edit this out. Yeah, 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 thing, uh, uh, it ain't easy, hey. all right, guys? <laughs> it ain't, it's a song. It ain't easy. Uh, anyway. Uh, Adam, I'm, I'm going to try to find somebody in the world who could talk to me about Adam Sandler. That may be tough to find. Yeah. <laughs> there may not be a lot of people out there other than me who love Adam Sandler so much. But it's a great flick. I think he's a completely underrated actor. It's like uh, Eddie Murphy. T- two totally underrated actors. Neither one were nominated in 2019. It was an outrage for Oscar. I think it was 2019. Uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler and uh, Dolomite. Ooh. That's a tease, I think. A tease for. <laughs> oh, you've been so pumped about this thing. <laughs> for a story that will come in this segment. Yes, I know a few things, ladies and gentlemen. There was a very, what, what a useful pre-show production meeting between uh, Doctor D and myself, and we didn't just talk about Adam Sandler movies, although that took a big chunk of time. Well, that, anyway, was, that was yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. That was yesterday, and yesterday's gone. All right. Without further ado. The man, the myth, the legend, prior to Joyball in Illinois with Oh, What a Week. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I'm not a doctor. Hey, he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Get out of here. How's it going, everybody? You good? You good, everybody? How about you, Ben? You feeling okay? You yeah. Had, you know, COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that going? Uh, not that well. But oh. I'm, uh, I'm going to go to my friend's house tonight to watch the uh, basketball game. going to eat chicken. Can't wait. And... Uh, so I wear a mask, but Ben, what about when you're eating the chicken? Oh, good point there. Yeah, well, sneak the chicken under the mask. One of the germiest foods to possibly <laughs> eat, chicken. Ah, uh, but I, uh, from the chicken shack in Evanston, ladies and gentlemen, mm, so good. <laughs> All right, let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois. We begin in Chicago, and hey, if you're driving at the moment, maybe best you pull over on the side of the road. You may not be able to contain yourself after hearing this unbelievable news. Mayor Lori Lightfoot is running for re-election. Oh, God. She made it official this week. Ben, on a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you by this news? Wait, all right, I need help here. You know, I'm dyslexic. Is 10 very surprised or is 1 very surprised? Uh, 1 is not surprised at all. 10, very surprised. Negative 20. <laughs> Just had to get the clarification there, D. Okay, now I got that out of the way. Yeah, wasn't surprised at all. Knew it was coming. And so, yes. I mean, at what point do you think she realized she wanted to uh, run for re-election? The day she was elected. <laughs> she loves being mayor. Isn't that obvious? She just loves being mayor. She loves the adulation. She loves the attention. She loves being mean to people. She loves having the people like to bow down to her and tell her, yes, boss. She loves it. Okay, D? Isn't that pretty obvious by now? She just really loves it. People go, it's so many people. Chicagoans, you are such a funny, weird people. 
Chicago. I always tell you this because I've been watching you for so long. But you have the same reaction to every mayor. Well, it's a tough job. I wouldn't want that job. Duh. No, of course not. You wouldn't want it. You're not an egomaniac. It takes a special kind of person to want that kind of job. You're not that way. That's like me saying, you know, uh, I don't want to be a football player. No, it takes a special kind of person to like run into another person full steam ahead. So no, don't ever say that Chicago. It's a tough job. I wouldn't want it because it's not the tough job part about it. I mean, you know, all jobs are tough more or less, you know, I mean, come on, your job, you got, ladies and gentlemen, you think it's mm-hmm. hard being mayor of the city of Chicago? Try being the producer of the Ben Jarofsky show. <laughs> and on top of that, reading the news in Anchorage, Alaska. Holy cow. Yeah, that's a hard job. But our Chicagoans are like, oh, that's a tough job. It's like almost Chicago. Whenever you feel like that urge coming on that you're going to say it's a tough job, don't say it. Because mayors love the job. They love the attention. They love you thinking it's a tough job. And here's another thing Chicagoans do. The mayor's really aged since she got the job. Oh, she the only one in the city of Chicago who hasn't gotten older looking? Why don't you look in the mirror, Chicago? You're older looking too. You're not the slim, trim, good looking person you were four years ago. <laughs> Chicagoans, come on. The things you say about your mayor, like this odd obsession you have with your mayor, it's a tough job. Only one person can do it. I'm just going to keep voting for this one person because no one else can do this job. <laughs> There's like 50 people want the job. You ever notice that day? There's everybody wants the job who is in politics, but everybody outside of politics is like so amazed that anybody wants a job. Hello. You get all the attention. People talk about you. <laughs> Why wouldn't they want the job? D, I can name a hundred jobs in the city of Chicago right now, okay. tougher than being mayor of the city of Chicago. I'm not going to do it. One. Who wants to hear me? Re- name one, be a police officer. Two. Two, garbage person. Three, classroom school teacher. Four, firefighter. Five, uh, producer of the Ben Jarofsky show. Okay? That's just five right there. Give me five more. Give me five more. Let's get a top ten. Come on. I'm just rallying a, a, a nurse, any nurse, any hospital is tougher. Uh, you know what? A security guard at the CVS. That's t- you know what? The checkout eight, person eight. at the jewel who's working in the middle of COVID way tougher than a librarian. Nine, nine and one more lifeguard. Hello. Look in the mirror. The only guy who hasn't gotten older in the last four years is Dennis. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I was holding back on the uh, foot pain talk there in the beginning. Are you in your foot pain? Yeah, I'm starting do. to get it. Yeah, that uh, planner's, planner's peanut foot, planner's whatever and it's yet called. you went for a walk yesterday. Oh, man. You know, I got uh, you know I got the arch support. I'm doing <laughs> Okay. All right. Maybe a little too much talk about Dennis's feet. Uh, I know. So going for a walk if you're in pain is harder than being mayor of the city of Chicago. The driver, the security guard who guards the mayor has a harder job than me. Stop it, Chicago. Stop giving excuses for your mail. It's a tough job. I go into the I'm on a, I just got to get this out. Every mayor screws up the budget. Every mayor screws up the budget. The biggest economic development program the city has is a scam. And you dummies, well, Ben, don't talk about TIFs anymore. I don't want to hear it. Okay. If I don't talk about it, that means it doesn't exist. Is that correct? Anyway, biggest 
You wonder why your taxes go up, even though they say they're not cutting your taxes because they're raising your taxes and they're telling you they're not raising them. It's the biggest scam we got. And but and yet every time we get a new mayor, a Chicagoan will say, well, Ben, you got to give them a little slack because they're inherited a budget mess. You said that about the last mayor you elected. And he, I thought he fixed the budget mess. You'd still be electing Mayor Daley if he was on the ballot, and he's the king of budget messes. Chicagoans are a weird people, D. I know you, you're hesitant to agree, jump on this. I know you are. You're hesitant. Like, you don't want to be blamed <laughs> for saying that Chicagoans, people that you live among, are weird. But they're really weird. Back to you. All right. Now it's time for a new segment on the program. <laughs> what? Time for a new segment on the program. Because behind the scenes, it's Ben Jarofsky. He talks to people. He knows people, all right? He's on the phone. He knows a lot of people behind the scenes, all right? So I just got to make sure. I got to keep you honest here, Ben. You know something we don't know about Mayor Lightfoot running. Who you been talking to? What's going on? Tell us what you know. <clears throat> Tell me what you know. Thrill me, thrill me, thrill. Name the singer. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm, um, I'm asking the questions here. Oh, sorry, All right, sorry. quit flipping it on me. Do you know something that we don't know that you're holding out on this audience about this? Yes. Tell us right now. Well, you'll realize this uh, when Gregory Pratt does his next uh, deep dive on Mayor Lori Lightfoot's text. But I've been texting with Mayor Lori Lightfoot every day for the last two months. She goes, Ben, this could be the day. Ben, this could be the day. And the other day was a day. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing I said in the last one minute was true. But I, let's see how, you know what, D? Let's put it out there. See what happens. You're kidding me. Ben that, that was true? <laughs> I just already sent the message to Shia. <laughs> oh, Shia. She's got, she, Rich Miller just got the text. Uh, <laughs> what would I do without Shia and Rich Miller? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yes, none of that's true. So I was just, D was just an assumption I made. I just could see Lori Lightfoot. Remember those, how she much enjoyed those commercials she did? I'm sorry, they were public service announcements about the, the pandemic where she said, make fun of people, don't get your haircut. Meanwhile, she was getting her haircut. Remember that day? Mm -hmm. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, she really enjoyed doing those public service announcements. She enjoys being the center of attention, as did Rob, as did Daly. And all these other candidates want to be the center of attention. So there was never a doubt in my mind that she was going to run. Never a doubt, dude. What do you think of that new segment there where I just kind of interrogate you to try to get some uh, news I out like of you? it. You like that? Yeah, I like it. All do right. it. You can all ask right. me any question you want. All right, uh, great. Okay, great. Hey, I know you've been talking to Pat Quinn. Is he running or what? <laughs> Actually, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to put you out there, Pat Quinn. So Pat sent me a, a text. You could find it if, for whatever reason, Gregory Pratt starts uh, foying Pat Quinn's texts. Uh, he sent me a text complimenting me. Thank you, Pat Quinn. Thanks, Pat. Uh, for an article I wrote about the White Sox. And I go, I got to bring you back on the show uh, to talk about your potential mayoral campaign. Guess what that was greeted with? What? Silence. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's all I had to do. That was the end of the text from Pat Quinn. I don't know, D. Is it something about me? If, do I have like bad breath? Like so bad that it comes through <laughs> the Google Meet? I don't know. I'm worried about this. Anyway, I have no updates on Pat Quinn because he didn't respond. 
I'm still working on it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. All right, all right. Like I said, Ben Ben talks to people behind the scenes, and we just got to keep them honest here on the Ben Jarofsky Show. That's a brand new segment here on the program. Just came up with it. Okay. Hey, it looks like the mayor's wasting no time. Okay, well, if you think about it, she actually wasted her and all of our time for a couple months there because she knew she was running the whole time. But anyway, since the announcement, she's wasted no time. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran the Woe Man's Bielman. One day. After launching her battle for a second term, Mayor Lori Lightfoot hit the campaign trail on Wednesday with a promise to retain Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown and keep on fighting against powerful forces who want their city back. We have quotes from the mayor. Lightfoot said, quote, You know what this fight is about. When I got into office, the people who were used to having their way, who were used to dominating our city, they wanted their city back and they've been fighting against us every single day. We did not let them take the city back, and we're not going to let them take it back now. We, we need to continue to lean into equity and inclusion. We've got to make sure that residents and neighbors south of Roosevelt Road and west of Ashland get their due. God, there's so much to riff on there. First of all, uh, I must concede uh, that Lori Lightfoot was victorious in 2019 uh, without the endorsement of Ed Burke or Michael Joseph Madigan. And that's sort of who she's alluding to. That's like the um, the dog whistle, to use a term that Dems love. So she's letting you know, I was not supported by Ed Burke or Michael Madigan. And to her credit, she was not. Now, that's part of the reason she won. In fact, I'd say it was a huge reason she won, because the voters of the city of Chicago, look, D, they woke up. It only took them 40 years. They woke up one day and go, oh, what? Oh. Oh, Ed Burke is corrupt and he's the most powerful arm in the city. That's, that's my invitation collectively of the people of the city of Chicago. By the way, the only voters who get a decision in Ed Burke reelected him. I'm just going to say <laughs> heck of a job. 14th ward voters. Well, we like them. Oh, our streets are clean. So anyway, uh, so she's right. But guys, nobody likes Ed Burke anymore. He's a pariah. No one will even talk to him. There's like three aldermen in the Chicago City Council. They could, who are like, who will say they like him. Ray Lowe, Anthony Beal. I don't know who the third is. I don't even know if it's three. I guess I was adding Ed Burke to that list when I said there were three. So there's three if you add Ed Burke. So to pretend as though there's this giant force that's fighting you, that wants to go back in time, <laughs> that's fictitious. But that's enough for most Chicagoans. Doesn't have to be. Chicagoans are not that much different than MAGA. Don't Kid yourself, Chicago. You look at MAGA, MAGA thinks, oh, well, if they disagree with something, they say it doesn't exist. That's kind of like what Chicago does. Like Chicagoans, they're just like, well, yeah, Ben, you always get mad at me because I'm trying to get you guys to look at the truth. There is no force opposing Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Many of Ed Burke's colleagues are Lori Lightfoot's allies right now. They just simply switched. Walter Burnett. Classic case, 27th Ward Alderman. Huge ally of Ed Burke throughout the ROM years and the daily years. He just switched over to Team Lightfoot. Whoever the mayor is, he's going with. You know, Carrie Austin, she's under indictment too. You ever hear the mayor say a bad word about her, do you? No, they pick and choose. So she knows that all you people out there have decided you don't like Ed Burke after loving Ed Burke for all these years, which I could never figure out. It almost makes me want to like Burke, D, in a kind of weird way. You know what I'm saying? It's like when he was out there, the most powerful man in the world, corrupt as hell, teaming up with Rahm and uh, Pat O'Connor and and Mayor Daly to shove down your throat stupid things that are a waste of money that you don't want. You loved them. Oh, 
He knows how to get things done, Ben. He's smart, Ben. They always tell how smart he is. How smart do you have to be to pass something in a city council filled with cowards? How smart I could do it. The what vote? Well, how should I vote, boss? <laughs> it's not hard. So <clears throat> this notion that somehow there's evil forces are battling Mayor Lori Lightfoot. If you fall for that, Chicago, you will fall for anything. You'll fall for the parking meter deal again, which you already did kind of with the casinos. You will absolutely believe anything your mayor tells you. And what was the other thing? Oh, my God. The West and the South Side. Folks, the biggest economic development tool in the city of Chicago, the greatest source of discretionary money any mayor has to what? Stimulate development in wards that really need it bad. It's something called the TIF program. I got news for you. The vast majority of the money goes to rich wards. It does not go to poor wards on the west and the south side. That was the case under Daly. That was the case under Rom, And that's the case with Lori Lightfoot. They want to pretend as though you're only supposed to look at the world outside of the TIF program. You know, well, don't, you know, don't burn yourself with facts. <laughs> don't burn yourself with the truth. Be like MAGA. Just believe whatever you want to believe in. Chicagoans, I'm not going to listen to you complain about MAGA if you're going to buy whatever they feed you. from. I'm just not going to do it. Sorry, D. Not going to do it. I'm against MAGA as much as the next person. But if you're just going to be MAGA-like when it comes to your mayors, whether it's Lightfoot, Rom, Daly, then don't whine and cry when you see MAGA making stuff up about, let's say, I don't know, a coup and an insurrection. So there you go, Dean. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we have more quotes oh. from the mayor. By the way, this was at a breakfast at the Starlight Restaurant. Rumor has it she tried to negotiate it into a luncheon. No luck. She loves lunches. <laughs> uh, she loves lunches, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the mayor argued that too many neighborhoods on the south and west sides had not seen a dime of economic development before. She took office. She has since launched her signature Invest Southwest initiative to rebuild 10 neighborhoods, commercial corridors, pooling $750 million from the city and other agencies of local government and using that seed money to attract private investment. Folks, you believe any of that? You believe anything. That's that's branding. That's not a program. They took every single every single nickel that they could claim as investment in, the, in poor neighborhoods, lumped it together and said, this is something that wouldn't have happened if it, I wasn't the mayor. I, I would love to see a breakdown. I remember Mayor Rahm doing the same thing. This is straight out of the Rahm playbook. Who learned it from Daly? I remember Rahm once got mad at me. There's oh, well, a big surprise uh, for the, the reporting. Uh, that we did about TIFFs. Mick, uh, Mick Dumpke and I did this together, some project getting with Mick. And so he fed Greg Hines, my good friend Greg Hines, poker playing pal from uh, Cranes. <laughs> Greg, I don't know what, what's, Greg loves the TIFF program, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows? I can't explain that. Uh, he loves TIFFs. Dude, uh, three years in the making here. I've been trying to get this guy on the show, all right? I literally just sent him an email two days ago. So for the love of God, just. I'm going to say something take nice easy. about Greg take Hines. Take it easy on Greg Hines, please. Great poker player. Great poker player. I know player. where this is going. All right. Okay. He knows when to hold him, and he knows when to fold him. That is true. He's very uh, good at poker. Poker. Uh, and a great singer. 
If you ask him to sing The Gambler by uh, Kenny, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> anyway. I'm hinting sarcasm. <laughs> so the point is, is that they took absolutely anything. They just like they could vaguely claim as a tiff related ROM program. And it was like stuff left over from daily. I mean, when you broke apart the list, it didn't support the contention. And why do they do this? Because who's going to look at a list? It's people like me and Ken Davis and McDumpkey and Eric Zorn, real nerds and geeks. Nobody pays attention to us. We're the only ones who are going to like take the deep dive on the list. They just throw it out there. And I, I hear our Chicago is, well, Ben, what about the South and West Side Initiative? Oh, yeah? <laughs> what about it? Like, they pave a street on the West Side? You, it, It's like they want, they want a, a, a birthday cake or something. Can we have a cake for paving a street? Hello, streets of Chicago, unpaved for three years. The streets only get paved in the year up running into the election, except for the streets around Lincoln Yards. We're going to pave those over and over again. It's called infrastructure. Oh, yeah. You've seen Gary Rabine. He's a skinny feller. He ain't eating no cake. Mm, Gary Rabine. No, Gary Rabine's in good shape. You're right. Gubernatorial. Uh, we'll get to the gubernatorial race, folks. Just calm down. We'll get there. So anyway, yes, I. Um, it's branding. It's marketing. I give the mayor credit. She's got a good branding and marketing team. Got some shrewd people working behind the those doors, those closed doors, PR crew, right? And she knows it. She 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 understands that line. She's feeding its work. I hear it said all the time. Her initiative for the South and the West Sides. Anything else you'd like to add here? Um, Mayor Lightfoot running for re-election. I believe she will be re-elected. I've said that all all along. And by the way, I'll be having an opportunity. Can I uh, plug this uh, to discuss this with the great T.B. Buchanan? I'm going to go on his radio show uh, after this one. Good God, where do I get the energy? Better drink some more tea. Uh, I believe she will be reelected. Having said all that, Chicagoans like her. I think they. I, I know the polls are all like, uh, uh, she's in like you know thirty percent approval, but so what? I think they'll reelect her. Chicagoans, you know, that take much with Chicagoans. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of an easy sell. Yeah, and also it's just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, she's on TV every day. She's like, you know, obviously kind of got the advantage here. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, you know, yeah, that. Take kind of out of that sense. She's a huge advantage. Right. People see her on TV and they just think of the mayor. The mayor. Yeah, yeah. And you got these people who may not have a camp, you know, who's got the big money? I guess Willie Wilson or something. I don't know. No, you got to have yeah, that big yeah, money yeah. to compete with that to get on the TV. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like once once a, once a mayor announces they're running for re-election, it's for the most part game over. Here, here's another thing you're going to hear a lot in the next week uh, year. You hear this all the time. This is a classic Chicago line. Ben, you, you can't beat someone with no one. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're going to hear that a lot. You know, you got to be someone to beat someone. And so, uh, you know, it's like Chicagoans, there, there'll be a run. I predict there will be a runoff. So let's pretend uh, Rom stayed in the race. Would it have been Mayor Lightfoot and uh, and Rom, or I'm sorry, not Mayor Lightfoot, uh, candidate Lightfoot and Mayor Rom? In the runoff? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, would I got to think back because if uh, Rahm had stayed in the race, then uh, Tony Preco wouldn't have run. <laughs> what joke that was. Uh, and uh, so it would have probably been a runoff between Lori Lightfoot and Rahm. 
And would Lori Lightfoot have defeated Rahm? I would say no, because Barack Obama would have come to Chicago to endorse Rahm. And that would have been, it's over. (laughs) It's over. That's another thing about Chicago. You guys love Barack Obama. That's one thing that crosses all lines, racial lines, neighborhood boundaries, love Barack Obama. So I always say Rahm won re-election in 2015 uh, because Barack Obama endorsed him, came out for him. And uh, uh, he said, uh, you know, he's a little rough around the edges, but good man. <laughs> I mean, and there's like, a reason why we saw all those people uh, announce they were running for mayor right after Ron oh, said yeah. he was done. You know what That's I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. It's kinda, I, gave Lori, I always gave Lori Life her credit. I always gave the She was in the race before Ron dropped. I always gave her credit that, didn't I? Well, let's see. Let's see how good Dennis's long-term memory is. Oh, my God. Name the candidates who were in the race before Ron dropped out. Before Rom dropped out, yeah. Lori Lightfoot was one. Yes. Neil Salas Griffin was one. Yes. Willie Wilson was one. Yes. Troy LaRavier. Wow, Troy LaRavier was one. Yes, briefly. Yes. But he was one. Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> you're good. This is uh, very impressive. Paul Vallis was he one or no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirsty. Yeah. He's a thirsty one. And um, I think that's it, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, we can't forget about uh, old uh, Fleet Feet. What? Uh, what's his name? Um, Blonde fleet. hair. Oh, fleet feet. He he loves running. I can't I can't remember the fella's name. He's got blonde hair. Kind of looks like Ric Flair a little bit. Looks like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> We've had him on the show. Wait, Big Mac. Big Mac no, was in the race. No, no, yeah, Big Mac. No, but was, I just remembered yeah, 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 that yeah. Big Mac was in the race. Big Mac. Mac McCarthy was totally in that uh, race. Rick Rick Flair. I'm trying to think of Rick. Bob Flair. Fioretti. Oh, Bob Fioretti. <laughs> he looks like Rick Flair. <laughs> uh, was Fioretti in the race before Rom? With, uh, was he? I can't remember. I, I don't There's just a whole bunch came in when Rom was done. And I was ge- gearing up. That was the radio days. So I was yeah, going to have yeah. each and one, every one of them come on the show. Yeah, but like that's the whole my whole point was that just like, you know, there's a reason why, that, you know. Yeah. Once they, they, they run, once they announce they're running for re-election, it's like, ah, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, this is definitely not going to a lump. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I um, yeah. Once they th- see, that's the thing. You can't beat someone with no one. Whatever. And the someone is the mayor. <laughs> so that's a huge advantage. A lot of people go, yeah, I don't want to lose. That sounds like a <laughs> Pat Quinn quote. Was that from Pat Quinn? <laughs> I was. It was. I got it right. By the way, remember how I apologized to Peter Cunningham the other day? Did you get that? He said I was mean to Arnie Duncan. Oh. So I had to apologize. I apologize. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right, D? Okay? I mean, what did you do? What did you say? I said that a couple elbows from Lori Lightfoot. He dropped out of the race. He goes, it wasn't the elbows. He just didn't want to run. So I said, okay, that was a cheap shot. I apologize. There you go. Oh, so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, now let's unpack all of the news we have happening in the state of Illinois. People, I'm going to break the fourth wall here a bit. (laughs) Got to break the fourth wall. Off the mic, behind the scenes. Ben has been (laughs) oddly and very excited about this news. Never knew he loved geology so much. (laughs) And you know what? Go ahead and stay pulled over here, drivers, all right? Because Illinois now has a state rock. It's the dollar stone. Yes, it's true. The following comes from WTTW and Patty Wetley. Ben, you should book her and we can talk about rocks for an hour. It'll be a blast. 
Dollar Stone, which beat out Sandstone and Limestone for the honor, now joins the ranks of other Illinois symbols. Please, I, you're chomping at the bit here. Please, rock talk. Let's go. Well, first of all, I think it's the state stone, and I was a little disappointed that it didn't go to Dr. D. And then I realized it wasn't the state stoner. It was the state oh, stone. Okay. Hello! <laughs> He's been waiting since Monday for that one. Uh, uh, I got a million of them, ladies and gentlemen. Who else? I, I don't want to call, uh, call out any of our guests. Gee, I'm just trying to think. Is there a guest that you could think of as just loves getting stoned and doesn't care that people know about it? Uh, there's a lot of them that get stoned, but I don't think they want to broadcast it. So we'll just, we don't go there. Let's just, no, I just, I'll have to, I'll have to see if I could find the cookie man, you know, uh, the cookie. I, I'm going to bring Ken Davis on to talk about this. He's the only person in my universe who could probably give you a learned uh, dissertation about like the different families of stone. So, and I'm, this is utter ignorance on my part, ladies and gentlemen, I've never pretended that I know anything about geology or stones or rocks or anything. That's just not my thing. I'm not into gardening. Oh, I could bring on Mike Novak. I'm bringing on Mike Novak. Maybe he knows stuff about stones. You know, he loves the gardening and stuff. But I, so I did not know. This is embarrassing. I'm going to be really, people are going to be really making fun of me after I say this. I didn't know that like Dollar Stone, and no, it's not Dollar Store, uh, Dennis. It's Dollar Stone. He's been waiting <laughs> to tell that one too. <laughs> Dennis has got been confused about that. When I told him that the dollar stone was the state stone, he goes, oh, I just was at the dollar stone. And I bought a new hat. This fishing hat cost a dollar and a quarter. <laughs> you know, this is like the dollar stores and now the dollar and a quarter stores. Anyway, uh, the dollar stone is from the Dolomite family. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. No. I learned that in that article that I sent you, which then said, well, I could bring on Sergio Mims so we could do another store. Uh, conversation about eddie murphy and dolomite which is one of the greatest movies of the last four or five years so that's pretty much i've exhausted everything i have to say on the subject thing. yeah i think uh you're in a yeah, i think that covid's kind of getting you in a funk here i think you're gonna snap out of it and realize this is just not a thing to talk about with guests <laughs> very boring man guarantee you ken davis will have a lot to say about this the things Ken Davis knows, ladies and gentlemen, it's just amazing. One time we did a show when he was the old Ken Davis show on public access, uh, which was really wasn't the Ken Davis show, but I, why would you call it anything other than the Ken Davis show? I had to, issue with the whole thing anyway he did this whole thing on helium he began the show with a, like a learned lecture on helium and then he turned to me i think go ben your thoughts I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about those bulls anyway. all right hey look for some good hot rock talk more on the ben jarofsky show all right and now our attempt to gain more listeners in downstate illinois mm. sad news Damn near everyone I went to high school with. The Illinois Tractor Pulling Association has canceled <laughs> truck and tractor pull events at the 2022 Illinois State Fair. And downstaters, I know what you're thinking. Come on, the cancellation is not happening because of J.B. Pritzker. It's actually due to issues with the grandstand at the multi-purpose arena. At this facility, the Upper West Grandstand section has been condemned for the past few years. Ben, your thought? I know you wanted to talk about the tractor pull, too. Well, a tractor pull, this is just an interesting thing. I saw the story, and I had a confession to make. Uh, there was a phase of my life which lasted for most of junior high and high school uh, where I watched every single 
sporting event. And that's stretching the definition of sporting, uh, really stretching it. Uh, that was on TV. If it was on TV, I watched it. I just love sports, ladies and gentlemen, at that particular phase of my life. I still love sports, not nearly as much. Uh, and I've dropped many of the sports I watched. One of perhaps the only sport, and I, I'm talking uh, Demolition Derby. I like that. Dude, those uh, are badass. Demolition Derby are cool. Love roller derby. Wrestling. I love wrestling, pro wrestling, and I would watch uh, like college wrestling, the, you know, like real uh, wrestling, wrestling, grappling. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, baseball, basketball, hockey, tennis, track and love track and field, love the Olympics, boxing. Oh, God, don't get me started. But the one sport I could never get into was the tractor pull. And I tried, D. I would watch them, and those two tractors would be hooked up. What they do, folks, you get two tractors, you take a chain, you hook one tractor to the other, and then you <laughs> – and then the guys try to, like – it's like a tug of war. Well, and I just – I don't know, D. Like hockey, okay? Hockey, it's okay on TV, but when you see it live, I mean, it's pretty fun and awesome. Now, with tractor pulling, it's actually nothing like that at all. It's also very boring when you see it live. And Dennis actually had experience. His dad would take him. Oh, my God. Tractor yeah. pulls. I'm from downstate Illinois. It was the fair. I'm like, oh, come on, D. And he loved the tractor pulls. And he'd be like, hell yeah, look at that. I'm like, yeah, it's just a tractor pulling something. Yeah. What? Right? What? Right? Help me. Help me. Okay, I understand Demolition Derby. I love it. Bam, crash. I love rolling derby. I get it. Like, they would like, they would kick the boy. It was women's Laurel Derby was huge. They knock one lady over the railing. It was always kind of fun. Pro wrestling. Come on. Nothing to be said. I love the interviews of pro wrestling. Marty. If older listeners will remember Marty W channel 32. I'm he was like Howard Cosell, a really short guy. These behemoths would be standing be in the middle of it. You take the mic, but D help me here. What is it about a tractor pull? What's I, the excitement? I, I need you, to know. I've been trying to crack this nut ever since I was a kid. I still don't know. My dad would take me. Demolition derbies? Oh, you mean a bunch of cars are going to collide with each other and the last one standing wins? Hell yeah. I'm down <laughs> for that. That's cool. But like tractor pulls, like get out of here. I would, that and dirt track races. I hated those two. My dad would take me to those. And they had, but I remember this one place, uh, they had good cheeseburgers. And I'm like, and I would go and I would eat a cheeseburger. I was a fat little kid. I would eat cheeseburger and I'd uh, be like, all right, can we leave now? This sucks. Like it'd be like so loud. I uh, actually kind of like the uh, the motorcycle where they go through those uh, like obstacle courses and stuff like oh, that. That's like, that's like the European like Monaco like those bikes you're talking about. Right? Oh, I love! Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I love I'm talking like race. dirt track with a car and just a bunch of local guys like yeah, like right. Jeff Gordon like <laughs> get out of my way, you mother! Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I never went to anything just just for clarification, ladies and gentlemen. I would just be watching this stuff on TV. Okay, I wouldn't, wouldn't go to any of this stuff. I mean, come on. Uh, so I feel bad for everybody's upset that there will be no tractor pull at the state fair. Still haven't been to a state fair. Still have no plans to go to a state fair. I'd like to say we'd keep you posted on that, but my God, I hope we don't because <laughs> rocks are boring and tractor pulls are stupid. Seriously, all that news made a Trent Ford weather report. Seemed like a Lollapalooza or something. From the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois State Climatologist Trent Ford. We wrap up another pleasant week in June. Average temperatures this week range from the low 60s in northern Illinois to the low 70s in southern Illinois, within one degree of normal for this time of the year. Eh, maybe not. Yeah, sounds good. 
All right, people, let's get serious here because we are now 18 days away from the Illinois primary election and we have so much to discuss. It's time for a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. <laughs> 18 days. Ben, can you believe it? Uh, no. Nope. Nope. I'm going to be voting on Election Day. You're going to vote on Election Day, too? You're not going to do the uh, voting in advance, correct? Yeah, I'll you may not vote at all. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that's we'll okay. see. We'll see. We'll see. But if, let's say you were going to vote, you would vote on election day, correct? Yeah, it'd okay. probably be election day. Yeah, so I'm going to vote on election day. Not a lot of action on the Democratic side. Uh, all the action, and obviously, in the gubernatorial is on the Republican side. So D's got some breaking news. All right. So of course, we're going to unpack all that went down this week in the Republican gubernatorial primary. Richard Irvin getting a run for Ken Griffin's money. But right now, we'd like to take this time and give attention to a handful of candidates running statewide in the primary this year. Candidates who are nice enough and thankfully not rich enough to flood our televisions and computer screens every waking hour of the day. Candidates and races that we may have neglected here on the Ben Jarofsky Show during the election run, our apologies. But we would like to feature a couple of these candidates today. And you know what? Just shut the car off, get the earbuds, and start walking, all right? This may not be safe driving material. Very action-packed <laughs> show we have here today, Ben. Because, Ben Jarofsky, we have political campaign ads to play. Hell yeah. All right. And, dude, not only are we going to play them, I'm spicing it up, all right? I went out and bought one of those prize wheels. You remember the prize wheel at uh, the radio station? Yes. I went out and bought a prize wheel. Look at this thing. Oh, my God. Look at that. Price Folks, it, is, it looks like a Suzy Q. Really? Or a Lazy Susan. <laughs> Suzy Q. It's our prize Suzy wheel. Suzy Q is what I used to eat. Uh, Lazy Susan. Yeah, that's what it looks like. All right. Where'd you get that thing? Well, I'm not sure. Did you get it at the Goodwill? Okay, yes, I got it at the Goodwill. I did get it at the Goodwill. It's our, our prize was like, holy crap, a prize wheel. Yeah, did they know great. did they know a podcast producer was coming into Goodwill right now? So I grabbed that sucker. Look at this. All the options on now on it, okay. I put the candidates' names on the wheel. All right. So it's all along the wheel. Every candidate here. And whatever candidate the wheel lands on, we're gonna play that ad. All right. I spent a lot of time on this. All right. All right. Now, this wheel is chocked full of ads. All right. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be able to play all of these. I mean, look mm -hmm. at this. So, today, you will hear a select few. Ben, would you like me to spin the wheel? Yes. Really? Can't wait. All right. Here we go. Let's spin the wheel and find out what ad we are going to play. <laughs> oh, my God. Ben, it's Republican Dan Brady. Oh, he's running for Secretary of State. Yeah, tell us more about Dan Brady, would you? He's the, uh, I'm going to exhaust my knowledge of Dan Brady in really uh, well, in no time at all. He, former, former state rep. Rumor has it he says he's the real DB. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he's not a hog farmer. No, he's... Uh, the, the, the Republicans think they can win Secretary of State. That's interesting. Secretary of State is a very uh, important uh, race for patronage. It's a very important race for uh, a politician getting prominence because obviously everybody's got to go to a motor vehicle uh, facility and his, the Secretary of State's photo is plastered everywhere. So it's a great springboard, date. 
and so, you know, if you're going to win for secretary of state, you kind of run a camp. You, you want to really run a, um, a campaign that doesn't turn anybody off. You follow me? Yeah, you, I'm looking you, at his you, website right now. And that was exactly what yeah. I was thinking, like very bland. Like, you know. yes, it's just bland. You, you just you want people to think that it's all about competence and it's all about public service. Even if you're using the platform to be a springboard to higher office, which my guess is pretty much everybody is doing except for David Moore. Uh, and so uh, so but but you got to hide that and shield that and make it seem as though you're only concerned about making the service more efficient than it already is. Yeah, I don't like see like back the blue or anything on this website. No, no black back the blue, no discussion of abortion rights or no denunciation of abortion rights. Just going to pretend like all the issues that everybody's fired up over uh, don't exist. All right. So here we go. We're all together. We have the ad for Dan Brady. uh, Basically, his campaign vote for me. I'm boring. Here we go. (laughs) Dan Brady, ladies and gentlemen. Politicians have ruined Illinois and put special interest over people. But I've spent my life fighting special interests and putting the people of Illinois first. I'm Dan Brady, and I'm running for Secretary of State to make government work for you. As Secretary of State, I want to put you first by modernizing the office, reducing wait times, and supporting law enforcement. By partnering with the brightest innovators and technology experts, we can make the Secretary of State's office work for you. Vote Dan Brady, Republican, on June 28th. Well, that did have uh, two uh, dog whistles in it. Uh, it was bland and boring, yes, but he did. He said special interest like three times. And so when you say when you put those two words together, special interest, uh, and you put in a Republican commercial, you're talking about a very specific uh, type of interest. So you're not talking about, let's say, Kenny Griffin and the wealthiest men uh, in the state of Illinois who represent a special interest, a special interest of really rich people who don't want their taxes to go up, so would rather have your taxes to go up. You're not talking about that special interest. You're talking about what? I don't know. You know, a union, right? That's kind of what you're talking about. Like, so if workers get together and form a union, then they're a special interest. That's horrible. Or let's say it's environmental issues. It'd be like the Sierra Club, a special interest. So like a manufacturing concern, the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, you know, is against any kind of regulation that might protect the environment. They're not a special interest in the Republican view of things. But if environmentalists get together and advocate for rules and regulations that protect the environment, they're a special interest. You got that, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. And they do it, by the way, for jobs. They say, we want to keep jobs in Illinois. But when it comes to people who have those jobs, uh, collective bargaining to get more money for the work they do, then they're a special interest. Do you got that? The jobs are good when the rules are abandoned that will protect the interests of the workers. Jobs are bad when it's union people standing up for their rights. Okay, you got that, D? That's special interest. And then he did throw the word in supporting law enforcement. (laughs) Oh. Like, who doesn't support law enforcement? Well, actually, pretty much everyone in the Republican Party, as I point out, you know, if you're a Capitol policeman policing the Capitol and trying to protect congressmen and senators uh, from being killed by a mob of Donald Trump supporters, well, then they don't support you. Got that? I wonder what Brady's position is, D, on the June, the January 6th insurrection. 
and the assault on various Capitol policemen. Wonder what his position on that is. I support law enforcement, except for the Capitol Police. I don't support them. Anyway, yeah, I hope that uh, decoded that uh, commercial for you. Hey, Goodwill, how's it going? It's me, Dennis, again. Do you have any more of those prize wheels? This one I got is working out really... No? Okay. Keep me posted. Never forget in the old days. I've already told the story. I'll tell it again. I'm not going to name anybody's name. I was doing an interview with somebody uh, just back in the studio, and Dennis goes, you know, I'll just uh, go into the Goodwill store, which was literally right next to uh, the studio. Went to the Goodwill store, and the interview wasn't really going that well, and I wanted to bail on it, but For the first where time was ever. Dennis? The first time ever. <laughs> where? where? Oh my God, this, he guy, he goes for, this guy can go for an hour. First time ever, he wanted to bail out on an interview. Like, oh, oh my God, wasn't that amazing, Dave? I'm like, where are you? Oh, man, I got these great videotapes of Seinfeld shows from 1993. You could have ended it. We were pre-recording, but anyway. <laughs> Who knew? Those are the rookie days. Yeah, those are the rookie days. You know way more about this now. All right, so you ready to spin the wheel again? Yes. Hell yeah. I was hoping you'd say that because I really like this wheel. All right, now, so Dan Brady, we'll take him off the list. He's off. All right, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> okay, okay. Nikki Budzinski. Mm. Congresswoman to be, we hope, I hope, anyway. Good Democrat running downstate. Uh, and did you know she was a guest on the Ben Jarofsky show Wednesday? Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. You're very good for knowing that. Okay. Anything else you know about Nikki Budzinski and uh, her election here? So. Well, she's very, uh, basically they designed the district for her uh, in the whole, uh, they, the Democrats. Finally listened to me, took some advice from me. Uh, I said, you should do Democrats to Republicans what Republicans do to you and gerrymander the hell out of the map uh, in order to guarantee that Democrats get elected. Uh, and until we have a national ban on gerrymandering, we should not allow a system that allows one party to do it and keeps another party from doing it, which is the system we essentially have now. So like in a state like New York, they ban the Democrats from gerrymandering. But in a state like, oh, I don't know, pick a number, Texas, the Republicans get away with it. How is that fair in what universe, ladies and gentlemen? I know MAGA doesn't care. They want anything they any advantage they got, they'll take. They don't care. But then there's the Democrats that really annoy the hell on my D. Well, no, I don't believe in gerrymandering. What, what is what about Democrats, D? It's like they think the other side is playing by the rules they're playing by. I've never understood this, and I never will. I just read one of the world's dumbest uh, editorials. I'm going to say this Chicago Tribune. Unbelievable. I love the Chicago Tribune reporters that come on the show. Very proud. You know, I love you. But that Chicago Tribune editorials, the editorial board, they write some of the dumbest things. So they're like endorsing Gil Viegas for the third congressional district. Uh, and over Delia Ramirez, because he's the kind of guy they can reach across the aisle and work with the other side. Hello, Chicago Tribune editorial board. Where? What universe is any Republican reaching back over the aisle to work with any Democrat? Doesn't exist. So you're giving him credit for his skill that will never come in handy because there's nobody reaching back. Anyway, back to Nikki. 
Uh, the map was designed to uh, help her win. I think based on my conversations with the real mapping geeks like uh, Andrew Ellison, I think they could have done a better job. Uh, they, they're they not as good. The Democrats, let's be honest, folks, are not as good as cheating uh, as the Republicans are, which is so brilliant because Republicans cry about cheating all the time, and yet they're the great cheaters. It's called working the refs, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a kind of, kind of a toss-up district, D. And so uh, you can't run. You have to be, when you listen, you can just know this. When you listen to this commercial, you cannot be ideological in any way. You can't be anything resembling AOC. You can't be anything like Ben Jarofsky. You got to be really down the center of the road. That's the pitch you have to make to win in this, uh, in Nikki's district. So why don't you play that commercial now, D? Here's the ad from Nikki Budzinski. By the way, this one's a twofer. I'm Nikki Budzinski, and I'm running for Congress to rebuild the middle class. I was born in Peoria and grew up middle class, but for too many, that's slipping away. I work for the Firefighters Union to get them the support they deserve and help lead the effort to pass Illinois' $15 minimum wage. And now we need to tackle inflation and cut taxes for the middle class so you can keep more of what you earn. And that's why I approve this message. Is there another one coming? Oh, you like to hear the next one. All right. Yeah. For Nikki Budzinski, it all started while watching her grandfather, a union painter, hard at work with a good job, quality health care, and a secure retirement. It's why Budzinski spent her life fighting for working families. She'll work to make more products in America, tackle inflation, and fix the supply chain so families can make a living wage. Here, Nikki Budzinski, a fighter for us. Protect Our Future Pack is responsible for the content of this ad. Yeah, it's a pack commercial. Uh, some fabulously rich guy, I think in Oregon. They don't quote me on that. Not in Illinois. I finance that, uh, and uh, people are outraged by it. Uh, I say this: Hey, guy, why don't you help us out with our show? <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> okay. Hey, rich guy. We could use a little help too. What? What? D, help me out here. Why are no rich people coming to the aid of the Ben Jarofsky show? Would you explain that to me? <laughs> Much like the tractor pulls, I just don't get it. It's just baffling. Rich guy out wherever you are, help a guy out. I mean, I want to try to elect Democrats too, right? Current MAGA climate. Uh, But that is the, um, just think of the the points that she's hitting. Again, remember, non-ideological, but she supports union rights. So I'm speaking my language right there. She's accentuating that point. Uh, she just talked middle class, middle class, middle class. I'm not rich. I'm not spoiled. I'm not pampered. I'm just like you. Middle class, middle class, middle class. That's a a message right there. I work. I'm hardworking. I'm industrious. All right? That's the message that she's sending out. I'm just like you. I'm not like Ben. <laughs> For better or worse. So, you know, D, I, and then tackling inflation. So it's like, you know, she's like, listening it's interesting because this commercial shows like she's paying attention to what's being aired around the clock at fox for instance you get what i'm saying D? so she's not talking about cracking down on the insurrectionists she's not linking her uh opponents to trump i guess maybe she'll do that in the next round we'll see after you buy the primary uh but she's promoting herself you know uh on issues that would be of concern to Fox viewers because Fox talks about them all the time because Fox wants to use that to undercut 
Joe Biden. So very, very interesting commercial there, D. Uh, and it's clearly somebody running for office in a district. That's not solid blue, as you say. All right. So we're going to put the wheel away uh, for a bit. Uh, it's pretty cool, though, right? All these candidates, well, you know, 18 days until the primary election. All right. So we're going to be featuring more ads as we get closer to the primary. All right. Finally, we're bringing in the closer. The Republican gubernatorial primary and a new poll is out. And apparently the big feller is here to play. That is correct. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Tina Svondellis. Welcome back, Tina. If you haven't noticed in the Sun-Times building, that back area by the bathroom's a lot quieter these days, isn't it? <laughs> We're gone. They got rid of us. What? The following headline, and I will now do a dramatic reading of the Chicago Sun-Times headline. Here we go. Mimi, <clears throat> Mimi. Sun-Times WBEZ poll. Downstate farmer beating the crop out of GOP establishment and gov race by nearly two to one margin. (laughs) That's breaking news. Downstate farmer beating the crop out of GOP establishment. Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, uh, Dennis was one of those days where our show was going to be aired on Lumpen Radio. And so he, he instructed me before the show not to swear. And he instructed our guest, Gregory Pratt, not to swear. Now, there's something about coming on the Ben Jarofsky show. I don't know why, what this is. That people, turns people into potty mouths. You know, do you ever think WTTW when they're sitting around that table? Do you go, oh, this is a very good point. Oh. You ever think, they, do you ever think a host ever has to say, uh, don't swear? <laughs> in the Ben Jarofsky show, you come on the air, next thing you know, F-bombs are flying. I, what is it, D? I don't, it's that, is it that Fishing cap you're wearing that does it. People, they see that. They're like, start swearing. So anyway, I was dutifully following Dennis's command. I wasn't swearing. And then I got to the word crap in a quote. And I didn't know, like, was that a swear? Could you say crap? Is that one of the words you can say? Crap is actually fine. You can say crap. Crap. Uh, That's like, oh, my God, that great. Oh, I love you, George Carlin. Everything is George Carlin these days. Uh, the bit where he goes, uh, you can say uh, I'm shit out. You can't say I'm shit out of luck uh, when you lose at gambling, but you can lose at the craps. You say, say sh- crap, but you can't say shit, which you're a genius, George Carlin. Anyway, uh, so the Sun-Times, instead of writing beating the crap out of GOP establishment, this is the pun, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I had to explain it, but kind of felt like, you know, there might be some listeners out there who didn't get the joke. Hats off to the Sun-Times. Finally, you got a you got a good one there. A good pun. Uh, beating the crop. Now, I just throw this out there. Uh, the joke in the Ben Jarofsky show that he's actually that uh, Darren Bailey is actually a hog farmer. So I would just say uh, the headline should have been downstate farmer beating the bacon <laughs> out of GOP establishment. Just saying. Um Anyway, the poll shows Darren Bailey with a sizable 15 percentage point lead over Mayor Urban, according to this WBEZ Sun-Times poll. Shout out to Tina Fondella. She's back in Chicago. She was at the hideout uh, with Rachel Hinton on Tuesday. She's got her game, D. She is really good. Uh, Much love to Tina and Rachel. We'll be dropping that show on Monday. Uh, And uh, Bailey... A total of 32% of respondents said they vote for Bailey. Only 17% chose Irvin. 
Wow. 32 to 17. Now, I am no damn Biss, but that's a heck of a margin. Who is? I know. <laughs> Even Dan Biss. Dan Biss now goes around saying, I'm no damn Biss, but, you know, that's a heck of a margin. And um, so what's the undecided? Oh, my favorite. The not sures. Ooh, ooh. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. What are you asking me for? <laughs> oh, you got Illinois voters. I'm not sure. Right. How, you many, know. how many of those people said, I'm not sure? How many of them are like, hey, get, get out of my face? That's really what they're saying. Get or lost, would you? Oh, they unsure. They called me, a, called me a douchebag. I guess that's unsure. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see, Dave. Who, in your humble opinion, let's see if Dennis can do this. Okay, so first place is Darren Bailey, DB, the hog farmer, who's not really a hog farmer, uh, with 32% of the vote. Second place is Richard Irvin, the mayor of Aurora, who's running as a Republican, even though he's basically a Democrat, with 17% of the vote. Uh, who is in third place uh, of, of the candidates? Not sure. Uh, it has 27%, but who is in third place of the candidates? Is it Paul, I'm not part of the Three Stooges Shim? Gary, I love ping pong. Ray by Max. Who the hell is he? Solomon or Jesse? I love California. Solomon. Huh. Well, uh, it's not Solomon. That guy's kind of showed up out of nowhere. I'm going to go Jesse Sullivan. Is that your final answer? I believe so. Yeah. I can't get you scared and panicky by just keep asking you. Is that your final answer? Yeah, Jesse Sullivan. Go on, Jesse I Sullivan. Gotta, I got to give you credit. Yes, Jesse Sullivan. 11% of the vote. That is Ladies correct. Let's break it down. Um, first of all, I have to make an apology if uh, to MAGA. I've been saying all along that MAGA is as dumb as Chicago voters. So I may have to apologize here. I mean, so essentially, here's what happened. I'll keep reinforcing this. Lifelong Democrat, basically. At best, you could stretch it and say he's sort of a moderate Republican or independent. Richard Irvin uh, got an offer from Kenny G, Ken Griffin, the richest man in the state of Illinois. If you uh, run for the Republican primary for governor, I'll bankroll your campaign. We could beat Pritzker, and then you can keep cut taxes on rich people, which I think is the driving, most motivating thing uh, in Kenny G's uh, political worldview. Uh, He said, okay, I'll do it, but it will require you to abandon every <laughs> political principle you ever had in your life. I will finance your campaign, but you, a lifelong Democrat, who is essentially, you are a criminal defense lawyer who believes in criminal justice reform. You're going to have to open the window and throw it all out and run as a MAGA man. And he said, where's the microphone? I'm in. I want the power. So then the issue is, how dumb is MAGA? Are they so dumb that they will see these commercials where Richard Irvin looks into the camera and says, there's nothing scarier to liberals than a man who looks like me and thinks like us. Are they going to fall for that? A lot of people said, yes, they're going to fall for a T, and I was one of them. I was one of them. Yes, that is. I said it. I say money talks. MAGA is as dumb as any Chicago voter. You know, what? Chicago voters are all set to oust Rom. They put on a sweater. Oh, they put on a sweater. Oh, I'm a Chicago voter. Remember that, D? Dude, oh, wow. He put on a sweater. It didn't take much. 
Chicago Motors. Close schools, close mental health clinics. Broke all his promises. Oh, put on this, but bend the sweater. Chicagoans. Anyway, I, I thought MAGA was the same way, D, but apparently, apparently MAGA's a little smarter than I gave him credit for. They're seeing through the obvious that this guy does not really think like us. He's just reading a script that the rich guy's strategist wrote. Not the rich guy himself wrote. You think Kenny G's writing the scripts? Just pay someone to write it. So this stunned me. Tina's Fondellas, Dave McKinney. What a what a great show that would be, by the way, D. It's Fondellas and McKinney. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh my God. Get Rachel Hinton in the mix. Woo! That'd be a great dynamite uh, podcast show. But anyway, so I just I'm a little surprised because according to this poll, DB, Darren Bailey, you know, who was MAGA before MAGA, is running away. I mean, that's a pretty sizable lead. And then in the other news, I don't know if you have this in your story, uh, pre-show production was a little too much Adam Sandler talk. Uh, I don't know if this is in your news, but uh, uh, Richard Irvin, as they get the end of the campaign, is pulling his commercials from downstate. Yeah, I saw that. He's pulling them yeah. downstate. Now, is that a smart move here? Well, I, I don't think it is, but why would, it, first of all, Democrats don't listen to me. Why would Republicans listen to me? But I mean, that's where the battle is for Republican votes. But he's the Republican Party is basically running uh, a campaign against the city of Chicago. They're they're using everybody's hatred and prejudice of the city of Chicago to motivate voters to vote. Uh, so Richard Irvin has to sign on to that ugly message. At the same time, he's his campaign is completely contingent on votes from the Chicago area. Kind of a curious contradiction, I would say, D. So, yeah, makes no sense. But is it possible that the guy who got $50 million from uh, the world, the, the state's richest man, is running out of money? You know, it could be that he just sh- shot his wad, as they say. Oh, no, I think, I think Ken Griffin's just like, oh, you blew it. He's just, <laughs> I'm not giving you more money. We're done. Look, Ken, I know the temptation is to blame Richard Irvin. But you were the guy, just saying, just throwing that out there. You were the one who thought it was the great idea to pluck him from anonymity and run him in a Republican primary. I don't know why you're blaming anybody else. That's like if Tony La Russa was be blaming the pitcher last night. Uh, here's a sports analogy. And a one-two count, ladies and gentlemen, he ordered an intentional walk. What are you thinking, Tony La Russa? Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. Non-sports. Yeah, fans. come on. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At some point, you got to kind of look in the mirror. Remember what Michael Jackson said, Kenny Griffin? You're old enough to know who Michael Jackson is. I know you loved Thriller. Don't act like you didn't love Thriller, Kenny G. The man in the mirror. Got to look in the mirror, okay? Man in the mirror. Oh! And so uh, so I, I when I read that Tina's Fondella's Dave McKinney story with the great, very clever headline, shout out to the headline writer, the bright one who wrote it, uh, I, I, um, I said, wow. The Kenny G strategy didn't work. Now the issue is, let's say DB holds on to the win. The Maggiest MAGA man in the state of Illinois prevails and is the nominee. Will Kenny G kick in millions for DB? That's what I brought up last week. Is Kenny G like kind of seeing the writing on the wall himself? Like you said, looking in the mirror and going, you know what? That lovable damn farmer. <laughs> He's ready to just, you know. I don't know, but I, 
I, I this is one I can't predict. I'm I'm not making any more predictions about MAGA. You guys prove me wrong. Or wait, wait, you know what? I should stick you. This poll indicates that you prove me wrong, right, D? I still have a chance to be proven right. Right. The actual votes. Well, it's funny. I think this poll is just the opposite for me. It's proven me right, one hundred percent. Yeah, that MAGA is staying loyal to DB. Dennis, for to his credit, from the get go, predicted that Darren Bailey would be the Republican nominee to run against uh, JB Pritzker. He said that, ladies and gentlemen, at the outset, when Darren Bailey made a name for himself by uh, resisting any attempt by Michael Joseph Madigan and the Democrats at the state house to uh, wear a mask. Remember that day he walked out. So every, and then, Oh, this guy's running for governor. And uh, so, yeah, looks like you were right. Uh, and it uh, looks like he will prevail. MAGA MAGA staying true to their MAGA core, which is we're dumb. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't mean that, MAGA. No, I, I've been saying it for a while. I think the pandemic is just really kind of flipped everything on its head a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, it's not, wow. it, it's very gray. Like, you know, I'm sure there's Democrats out there who lost a business or something, right? And they're blaming it on Pritzker. They're, they're falling for it too. Like, you know, I think it's just, it's kind of since the pandemic, Pritzker being on TV every day with the briefings and all that, it's just... It's not. It's not uh, like it was, you know, the last election. Well, if you recall, the last election had some parallels, uh, where you had a Republican Party uh, that was divided. Now, uh, Bruce Rauner was alienated from uh, the Republican base, particularly in the issue of abortion. This won't be the case if DB is uh, the Republican nominee. DB is against abortion in any instance, I believe. Uh, and so it won't be where uh, Bruce your, MAGA is expected to vote for a pro-choice uh, gazillionaire, which was uh, the, the instant, the case uh, in the uh, 2018 gubernatorial. So D, this, if this is polls correct, whew, this will be just an, an ideological battle. And DB, I don't believe, I don't believe DB is going to move to the center. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like Urban was just waiting for this election to get over so he could go right to the center, which is where he is. And then he could pump out commercials uh, that are intended to um, just sort of confuse MAGA voters and obfuscate the, the obvious inconsistencies of his ideology. So I just think this will be a, just a, a ideological battle between Pritzker the Democrat uh, and DB Darren Bailey, the hog farmer, who's not really a hog farmer, uh, the Republican, and uh, you predicted it, so we'll see. But anyway, shout out to Tina's Fondellas and sure. Dave McKinney, uh, and uh, that story will break in my beloved bright one. I guess on Sunday, I'll be curious what headline Bez puts on. You know, Bez is not going to do that beating the crop out of. You know what I'm saying? I bet you they want. They're like, oh come on. We're busy. An exponential uh, win for Darren Bailey ahead. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it worked the word existential. Somehow. Come on, you know, there's a lot of you reporters at BZ. You know I love you. Danny Miolopoulos, Dave McKinney. You know I love you. My God. You know your station's not going to run beating the crop in a headline. It's not going to happen, D. Not going to happen. I think we're done. The campaign, of course, is not done. Come on, Irvin. Don't give up. What are you doing?
You've gotten, you've gotten this far. No, it's uh, funny, and I've said it all along, too. Hey, Ken Griffin, if you want to get the job done, I guess you got to do it yourself, buddy. You know, you Oh, can't, well, that is so true. You can't go on, out, Kenny, you know, Kenny. and I know downstaters, all right? Donald Trump came along. You know, hey, we'll buy some bullshit, but we want to buy it from that guy who's got the most. You know what I mean? We're not gonna be, we're not getting this side bullshit deal. We want, we want the head honcho selling yeah. all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, we'll eat the bullshit you feed us, but we want you to feed us. Yeah, we yeah. We want you to feed it to some sidekick and then have him feed yeah. it. We want it kill it from the. We the don't big want. Fella. We don't want DoorDash. We want to eat in the restaurant, my man. Yeah, there you go. Hey, how about we spin that wheel one last time, huh? One last time, because it's uh, one last time part of the show. Go ahead. All right, one last time part of the show. Okay, here we go. We have a wheel. So many candidate names on this thing. Trust me, guys. We'll get to all of these before the primary is over. Let's spin this sucker. Here we go. Oh my, okay. Holy cow. People, it's Mary Miller. <laughs> Tell us about Mary Miller, Ben, oh as I get this God. ad loaded up. Oh, here. Lord. Wow, Mary Miller, Congresswoman from, uh, I, when I say downstate, Danny Mealopoulos always corrects me. I bet it's actually central state. Like, oh, suddenly you're a geographer, Danny. I mean, who are you kidding, okay? The man loves the Milwaukee Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Miopoulos. Great bulldog investigative reporter, but he always corrects me. It's central state, whatever. It's a long, skinny district that's gerrymandered. Uh, she is so right-wing that at one uh, pro-Trump rally uh, in the January 5th, I think, the day before the insurrection, uh, she put these words together. Uh, Hitler was right. Now, folks, I don't know, just... Again, MAGA, not giving you advice. Uh, I mean, I am giving you advice, but just here's a suggestion. Never say Hitler was right. <laughs> okay, it's just like, mm. there's a guy, uh, Carl Paldino, running in the, for Congress in New York, uh, who said, we need a Hitler. That's what we yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, that. And, uh, is, there like some, wow. is there some like research group uh, that's going on here that's like coming up with some new studies here? Like That's horrible. Yeah. It's hor By the way, could you imagine... Uh, shout out Norm Macdonald has a great uh, comedy show, the late, the great Norm Macdonald about Hitler's dog. And the whole thing builds up to this joke where he s says something positive about Hitler. Could you imagine if somebody just took that little post that I said where I was quoting Mary Miller and just used it? Lefty podcaster says. Don't, don't get any ideas, listener. <laughs> I know. Hey, anything to promote. Anything. Oh Come on, damn, look at oh the ratings. God. Oh my God. <laughs> Hey, rich guy who's supporting Nikki Buzinski, a little cash to our show wouldn't hurt. <laughs> you want to help lefties, liberals? Well, let's hear the ad from Mary Miller. Oh, sorry. I went on a tangent there. <laughs> Rhino Rodney Davis claims to be a conservative, but he votes like a liberal. Rodney Davis sided with Joe Biden, voting for red flag gun confiscation that allows the government to seize your guns. That's why the red flag law is so important and should be put on the floor. That's why President Trump endorsed Mary Miller for Congress. Mary is A-rated by the NRA, unlike Rodney Davis. Trump is with Miller because rhino Rodney Davis can't be trusted. I am Mary Miller and I approve this message. Wow. <laughs> That's called wacko. Mary Miller again. 
And by the way, the apology for saying that Hitler was right in my in my prediction was more offensive than the original statement, which is quite an accomplishment since the original statement is pretty offensive. Now, Rodney Davis, you know, it, wow, there, there you go. Hey, uh, Gil Viegas supporters, I'm going to tie the two themes together. Where's the bipartisanship coming from the Republicans that you can work with, that you can reach across the aisle? The Tribune's, you know, fictitious reaching across the aisle. Right? Like, oh, my God, a red flag law, a law that would say, hmm, this person is, like, seriously deranged and should not have access to a rifle. That law is a bad law. That's like government overreach, but it's okay to make that same person take a driver's exam. Why just give everybody their their license, <laughs> whether they want one or not? D. So that's that's where the Republicans are right now. So how are you going to have peace with the Republican Party? And Ronnie Davis is fighting back. He's he's ripping the uh, the January sixth congressional inquiry. D. You know he's just ripping it and saying it's overreach, it's a scam, it's a sham. So MAGA has taken control of the Republican Party. This is the Republican Party. This is uh, this is the pitch and the appeal they have to make. And uh, I would be just curious. Uh, you know, now I'm going to tie this story with the uh, governor's story, and we'll close it down. Just curious if, like, an adding Kinzinger type had run. Uh, in the Republican primary. You know, if Richard Irvin had just come right out and said, you know what, I I, I stand uh, with Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney on January 6th. Uh, I think it was uh, the election. Joe Biden clearly won the election. Donald Trump tried to steal the election. The evidence all shows he tried to steal the election. Uh, he fooled people. Uh, and he created this phony issue. You, you could still be a right-wing Republican. You know, you all your little issues that you love, like banning abortion, uh, you could do all your little Republican stuff, but you at least have some integrity. And D, I just wondered, like, if Ronnie Davis and Richard Irvin, who are running as the grown-up moderate Republicans, had done that. You know what I'm saying? But they were chicken. They bowed to MAGA. So we'll see. Mary Miller's letting it known. I'm MAGA to the core. Donald Trump supports me. I think that's good enough to win. So there you are, everybody. What's going down in Chicago and or Illinois this week? Our apologies to Alexi Janulius. We ran out of time. Nobody is going to give you anything that you have not earned. <laughs> Nobody cares how tough your upbringing was. All right, not sure what that has to do with what I said there, but there you go. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. Uh, ben, who do we got on the lineup for bonus? Your guy, Charlie Meyerson. Uh, we got him coming up. Uh, and the great, the legendary Mark Sims. And then, yes, the aforementioned Tina's Fondellas and Rachel Hinton on Monday. But that is a great show, folks. If you weren't there, check it out. Well, don't tell Charlie about my wheel, all right? I don't want him stealing the bit. Oh, my God, he'll steal it. All right. uh, It was a great bit, great show. And I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois, who made it all possible. And as Charlie Meyerson, Rachel Hinton, Tina's Fondellas will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. Dean, the D stands for the Marvelous. Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Everybody.